Yes, we're in it. Thank you, Jesus, for this war. Thank you for the return. Thank you for your promises. Thank you for these days that you are preparing your people, preparing to return, to claim that which is rightfully yours, which was yours from the beginning, Lord God, to bring us back home. I thank you, Lord, for giving us courage and wisdom, God, for discerning of holy of the spirits, so that we can discern by the power of your Holy Spirit what's what in these days of deception and, and counterfeiting and lookalikes and deliberate plans within plans that are only set up to divide and confuse. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for your peace. I thank you for your revelation. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your promises. I thank you that you do not lie. I thank you that whatever you said, all that you said, whether we understand it completely or not, whether we have rightly divided it or not, it will come to pass as you declared it to come. And so we we settle in, we anchor in, we are secured in your word, your promise, your spirit, your provisions, Lord God. And those provisions are many and they're ample and they're awesome, Lord God. And you are the strong tower, the place of refuge. Your word gives us comfort and peace, Lord God, that we will not be drawn out of these places of safety through the spirit of fear or anxiety. So, Lord, I pray now that you give us wisdom, give the people who are listening ears to hear, to understand, eyes to see, and a heart to know what they are to do or understand or discern in these days. Father, we thank you for the divine promise that no weapon formed against us will prosper, that nothing Satan does or tends to do or or tries to do to us will prevail, Father, but all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So let us know that. Let us go into each battle, not being distracted, but knowing who we are, who you are, and what's going on. So Lord God, give us that wisdom now as we ask these things. We bind the spirits of confusion and scattering and distraction that would cause the people to not hear or cause us to not know what to say because, Lord, you want us to say what you want us to say, and that's what we want to say. Amen. 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 Well, Well, our topic today is pretty exciting, actually. The return of Jesus Christ. Yeah. We have to keep in mind that Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, he always was the Son of God, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. He was not begotten like people, human beings. Have kids have kids yeah but he was he was the eternal son he's always one with the father Mm -hmm. okay and through christ everything was created Mm -hmm. by him everything is created sustained and Mm -hmm. sustained Mm -hmm. by him all things consist all things are held together so um we start here in john chapter one verses one through four in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. This is returning to, referring to the Son. Jesus. The Word means the, that, that spoken Word, that, that declaration that holds everything together. He is the expression of Almighty God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing that was, uh, was made that was made. Mm-hmm. Uh, in him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. So then it get, you get down to John chapter one fourteen, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. 
the glory is only of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So yes, the Word when became he, flesh. Yes. He came, and and most people rejected his. That's coming. right. That's exactly and, right. And as many as received him, uh, to them gave to he them power. He gave he power to become mm-hmm. the sons of God, even those who believe on his name. So uh, he was. Presented to us. He was presented. Mm -hmm. He was rejected, accepted by some, rejected by most. And that was his first coming. And that was, obviously, he ran right into the demonic strongholds, uh, plots, the spiritual warfare, the counterfeits that Satan had already done to lace up, to, to, to web, to ensnare the creation that God had um, set forth from the beginning. And Jesus walked in on, in on this total mess. And most of the people didn't even comprehend what he was saying, but some did. And those who did were uh, transformed by the power of the kingdom of God, the word of God, the principles of that kingdom. And they became the followers of Jesus Christ. And they, uh, there's a lot that, that happened in that. But the, the big thing is, the ultimate thing is that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord will be saved and the rest won't. And those who believe his truth, his, his uh, gospel, the kingdom of God, those who believe that and are converted to and follow that will be saved. The rest will not. And that's where we're at right now because it's been 2,000 years since he came the first time. And we are surely anticipating his soon, very, very soon return. As a matter of fact, it might be much more quick than we would anticipate. But he also gave us lots of warnings, lots of things to look for, signs that would happen at his coming or just previous to his coming. And we have many of those amongst us right now. Um, for this purpose, John, 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, the last part of verse 8, for this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he came to, to go to the cross, yeah. to live a perfect life, to declare the kingdom of God, the rule of God in the hearts of men, and eternally, forever and ever, the kingdom of God really, you know, we, he's, he's saying that there's this rebel kingdom of Satan mm-hmm. that is not going to prevail. It's going to be crushed. The works of the devil are being crushed through the cross, through the resurrection of mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. And so, and, and we then, see this great battle. We yeah. see that the battle as he said, he's describing it. He talked about it in Matthew 24. He said before his coming, his second coming, the, the, in the last days, there would be, um, uh, be not deceived. He said, many will come in my name saying, I'm the Christ. I'm here. I'm there. Go follow him. And people have done that. We actually, one of the signs of the coming of the return of Jesus Christ is listed in, there's two of them actually in uh, Second Thessalonians, and one is the apostasy, which means the falling away of the church, which is one of the actual signs. It's so weird and reversed, it seems, that the church is not growing stronger in the days of Jesus Christ. Getting it would weaker. appear. It would now, appear. Yeah, it would appear. There, because there is a false church. There is a, there's always been a true church. There's always been a true Remnant. A thread mm, of yeah. those who follow the Lord. But right now, we've got an apostate church, for the most part, turned away from the Scriptures, well, turned away from... Uh, the truth, truth, mm-hmm. and 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 we've gone into fables, uh, fairy tales, false theology, false narratives, philosophies, fake false news. Narratives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 we're seeing in our day more and more as we're seeing uh, true colors coming out. Then the spirit says in chapter four of First Timothy, chapter four, verse one. Now the spirit 
expressly says that in the latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Oh, doctrines of demons. Demons have doctrines. Demons have religion. Demons go to church. Speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their own consciences seared with the hot iron. That means that, that, means that nothing bothers them anymore. It, it doesn't prick their conscience. They don't feel guilty. They don't feel... And, and some of the things he's listed here, of course, are like um, issues with marriage and issues with food and not eating with Thanksgiving. And um, then he goes on in uh, second, uh, first or second Thessalonians, says, In the last days, evil men grow worse and worse, imposters, knowing this, that perilous times will come in the last days. That's Second Timothy chapter, two, uh, chapter 3, verse 1. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. Men will be, listen to this list, guys. This is an absolute perfect description of what you can you can put a picture you can put a tweet you can put a a news article on every one of these words um that men will be lovers of themselves lovers of money boasters proud blasphemers disobedient to parents unthankful unholy unloving unforgiving slanders without self-control brutal despisers of good traitors traitors headstrong haughty Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness but denying its power. Do we not see that? And from those people, he says, turn away. For of this sort were those who creep into households and make captives of gullible and silly women. Do you know what's crept into our houses? The TV, the programming that's been... We've sat our children in front of cartoons, Saturday morning cartoons forever and a day. They have been programmed. We have been programmed for generations. And guess who writes the the programming? Most of it comes from the diabolical evil plots, the pits, the belly of hell. And we don't even discern that. He says... um, but he says, you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner and purpose of life, faithful, uh, faith, long-suffering, loving, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions. So we understand that we are in this cauldron right now of decision. It's a time to be converted, truly, truly converted to what you say. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ and you believe even 50% of what we're saying, it should be terrifying if you're not walking in the fullness of the purity and the truth of Jesus Christ. Now, can I just say one more thing? That in these last times, the enemy has the same plot and strategy he's always had, which is to divide and conquer. The Bible says we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places. And one of, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Our enemies are not each other human beings. But that is what Satan has set us up in opposition to, to fight one another, to divide over all kinds of little uh, insignificant things like the color of our skin or our, uh, uh, you know, our, our, our marriage status or our, our, I mean, what kind of food we eat. I mean, it's just divide, divide, divide to set up opposition and make people feel like they have to fight for their rights fight one another for their rights. And so we divide, we conquer, we lose our, our strength when we divide and conquer. And this is the tragedy, the tragedy of this tragedy, of this return of Jesus Christ, is that we are going to be so consumed with fighting one another on Facebook, for example, that we do not even understand the urgency of the hour and the things that are at stake. Well, what we have to remember is in these days... Um, in the days when it says, when will these things be? Jesus, uh, his disciples asked him in talking about his return. He's all these things. He's talking about all these events, Matthew 24. 
when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And uh, he says, take heed that no one deceives you, Matthew 24, 4. Many will come in my name saying, I am Christ. I am an anointed one. They might not say I'm the that, prophet. I'm, I'm the apostle. I'm the, prophet. Yeah, I'm the I'm one the you one. need to follow. Yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm the guy in Washington, D.C. I'm the guy uh, on TV. I'm the guy on the Internet. Um, in, in, in nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom, mm-hmm. famines, pestilences, yes, diseases, locusts. plagues. Food okay. shortages, famines, yes. Yeah, diseases, mm-hmm. earthquakes in various places. The All wh- these are mm-hmm. the beginning of sorrows mm-hmm. and, uh, and tribulation. They'll yeah. deliver, up to, deliver well, you up to tribulation. They'll kill you. You'll be hated by all nations for my name's sake. It's interesting, the deception. And I was just listening a little bit today to a major news network on the radio, just for about like three minutes, okay? And the, every, everything on there was a lie. Was a lie. Every, everything everything was, was based on a it, lie. Well, there was an agenda, I'm sure, behind there was an all agenda, of it. And, to people, per, and you, yeah. people, you see how people... Are are totally programmed to with receive this. that lie. They've received mm-hmm. the narrative, mm-hmm. yeah, and, uh, you know, ignorantly. Oh, what I was going to say too is that human beings are, are are being Satan programs human beings right to carry out his plans That's and right. his purposes because he can't do it without us because he actually he has to get our agreement and our permissions because we are the ones with the power believe it or not and so when people agree with him subtly at first just just a head nod just a passive agreement don't make any waves just let it happen let it be like with abortion nobody rose up in arms against it it just been it's been here for how many tens decades now and we we just that's a passive agreement so there's all kinds of bloodshed all of that blood that has been all those babies that have been murdered in the name of on, on the altar of selfishness or on, fe- on the altar of fear, because a lot of people, I think they're very fearful, and that's why they do it. But and and God loves them, and God forgives them, and they're not necessarily going to hell because they do it. But the thing is, then, nonetheless, the offering of the blood has empowered Satan in his, in his kingdom. His his, ba- his batteries are charged on the blood shed of the innocent, and many of those have been through abortions. Now we have discovered and uncover uncovering the pedophilia and the human sacrifices and the human children, the uh, children who've been trafficked and, and and massacred and butchered, and their parts have been sold. And we we this is like a shocking, uh, stunning, astonishing, unbelievable. And yet, going back to what Jerry just said, people are listening to these false narratives and being just just continually fed and programmed every day by these. And you don't even discern it. You don't even know that the news on the radio every day, every day you turn that on, every day you turn on that television, every of uh, the major newscasts are all rooted in the devil's narrative. All exactly. of them, all exactly. of them stop listening that you don't have a clue or a or a plea or a a prayer unless you start getting back into the word of God and asking the Holy Spirit to, to help you discern what's really going on. If you don't, you will be swept up in all of these these immaterial unimportant insignificant arguments that Satan is making the war about. Like it's so it, the the hour is urgent. Jesus Christ is coming back. The deception is Everywhere, and don't kid yourself. You are and I can be deceived. We can, and probably most of us that are listening have already been deceived in certain areas. And if you don't listen to the Holy Spirit, you won't ever figure it out. Jesus said, "As it was in the days of Noah, so, so shall, shall it be, be in the, the days, days of the coming of the, of the Son of Man. Man." All right. It says, "What were they uh, doing in the days of well, Noah?" Gen, um, well, they 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 were planting. They were building. They were 
giving, you know, marrying, marrying and going in, in and out of marriage. Businesses. They yeah. were involved with genetic modifications. Infrastructure. Infra- infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, genetic Communications, building. Of, you know, angelic DNA was being mixed with human DNA and giants were, being, were, were, were you know, just all these. Were populating the earth right back then. And, you know, today we're doing the same thing. Only now the angels aren't necessarily sleeping with the human women, although they could still be doing that, too. Well, what got, they're doing is they're doing through science. Yeah, transhumanism. Check it out if you haven't heard about it. Cross hybridization. Yeah. And it says, Genesis 6, 5, Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great, in the earth, mm-hmm. and that the every intent of the thoughts of his heart was, was only, only evil, evil continually. And, yep. Now, wait a minute. What is this saying? Every intent, every thought, every thought, it, it, every uh, persuasion, heart, all motivations. It was only evil continually. It was evil. A continuous stream. A continuous stream of evil. And the Lord was sorry that He had made man on the earth, mm-hmm. and He was grieved at His heart. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And but and it, and it talks about um, Noah was he was uncorrupted uh, generationally. Or yeah, right. What that meant? Yeah, genetically, he was the only one left with good the only DNA. One left yeah, with good, and then it says in Gen, uh, Genesis six eleven, the earth was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. violence. And that's exactly we're back there. We're right there again. Now this this is a pattern. We have seen this pattern happen re- recycle several times with Noah and then again with Moses with the leading the children of Israel out of Egypt. Always God would bring a rescue and there was always usually just one man. God would find one man to work with. Even in Sodom and Gomorrah there was one man. He was kind of iffy. His name was Lot, but he belonged to Abraham and for Abraham's sake God provided a way of escape for that man. And so what we're looking for at the return of Jesus Christ are some very important things. Um, there's two options. The, the, the people of this world, the great man, the small man, the slaves and the free, are, have a plan. Their plan is to crawl into the rocks, to have the mountains fall upon them, to go into the deep uh, underground military bases, the tunnels that are under the earth. Don't be shocked. They're their people. And they, they're going to crawl under there. They've got it all set up. They've got their supplies. They think they're going to sit it out while God blasts and blows up the earth. But that's, that's their escape plan. But we also have an escape plan. Now, ours is a little bit different. We may have two options here. We may die as a martyr or we may be uh, extracted from this earth by the rapture. And these uh, evil elitists that, that are, you know, that are working to destroy the earth, okay? So they're going to crawl in the holes right. of the earth that they've been spending generations Building. to destroy, right? Well, they're destroying the, the earth, but building well, the holes, well, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I'm talking about destroying the earth with the philosophies, with the oh, lies, yeah. with the programs, with the agendas, Pollution, with the, the government oh, policies, deception, with, with, the, re- of with, light. with the religious uh, oh, yeah. spirits oh, yeah. uh, that are, are gripping well, it, the Well, even, even so shocking that when Jesus was on his way to Calvary, the very last, one of the last words he said, as he paused and talked to the daughters of Jerusalem who were standing along the side of the road weeping for him, he said, said to them in Luke chapter um, 23, he said, do, uh, 28, do not, daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For indeed, the days are coming in which they will say, 
Blessed are the barren, the wombs who never bore and the breasts who never nursed. In other words, blessed are the people who don't have children and don't have to watch their children die. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, fall on us and to the hills, cover us. For they, if they do these things in, a green, in Greenwood, what will be done in the dry? He's saying he was, he was alert, alluding to this falling on us, the mountains crying out for the, the covering, the, the concealing, the protection, thinking that the mountains would belong to them. The mountains are belonging, they belong to God. The mountains, the volcanoes, the, the plates under the earth, the stars of heaven, they belong to God. The oceans, the seas, the waves, the beach, the sand, they belong to God. They're not going to uh, become disloyal to God. When God calls for them, they will stand up and be his army. Yeah, when Adam and Eve uh, sinned, rebelled against God, basically they turned this earth over to Satan. Right? And they had no idea they were going they to do that. They had no idea that they were going to do that. Nor how and basically, encompassing that was. The, Satan is the prince of this world. He is the ruler. Temporarily. Uh, temporary mm-hmm. ruler of this rebel kingdom mm-hmm. within the overall kingdom of God. Because God rules over all. And, he created everything. And within this rebel kingdom is this gem, this precious remnant of people who have believed their God, followed their God. Many of them have gone before us already and are with him in heaven already. Ready. Yes. But when he was, uh, Paul was uh, being asked about what happens to people when they die, and this is interesting because we are going to translate off of this earth in two ways, either through death, for the for the most part it's death, commonly it's death, and then the second way is through this this thing he talks about in First Thessalonians chapter um, four, four, verse thirteen. So they're asking him about what happens to people when they die. And he says, I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, which we do, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. Bring with them when? Okay, for this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord... What coming? The second coming, when Jesus comes back again. We who are yet alive and happen to be alive at that point in time um, will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout. Listen to what he's going to come with. A shout, comma, the voice of the archangel, comma, and the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Those who are dead, their bodies will come up out of the graves. Their spirits are already with the Lord. They're going to be kind of re- reunited there. Then we will. Then we who are alive and remain, that means we are still living and, and being and abiding on this earth, shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Now this shall be caught up together to meet them. This caught up together uh, is, a, is a Greek word, harpazo, that means to be violently snatched away from evil. And I know we don't have the word rapture in the Bible, but there is a rapture. I know we don't have the word airplane in the Bible, but there are airplanes. So that's not an argument for anything. But then if you go this, it, it, by two witnesses, everything is established. So if you go to 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 15, Verse 51, you have another reference to this unusual event that's about to happen or that they have told us what happened, Paul did. Verse 51, behold, I tell you a mystery. 
Now, what's a mystery? Something that is, un, you know, it's it's a mystery. You it's, don't know how, why, how, when, how does it work, whatever. It's something that's hidden that's now, that was hidden and it's now being revealed. We shall not all sleep. Again, he's talking about sleeping, dying, he says. But we shall all be changed. Okay, so in the previous chapter, verses of that chapter, he's talking about different bodies and, and uh, celestial beings and earthly beings and transformations and, and those sorts of things. And he's trying to explain that to them. But he said, we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, I'm sorry, at the last trumpet, old King James says trump, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will rise incorruptible and we shall be changed. Now, okay, so we have a couple of clues here. Both of them include a trumpet. One includes uh, the trumpet of God, and this one is the last trumpet. Now, okay, I don't believe they're the same things, but I believe that they're, we need to identify them because when they come together, the trumpet of God in this last trumpet, this this one event, which basically will be the violence snatching away from evil, uh, will be part of what will happen to the church. Those who are prepared, like in the, the five foolish and the five wise virgins, the five foolish didn't take enough oil to hang, to hang out to the end. They ran out of oil. They all fell asleep. Nothing wrong with maybe falling asleep, but you have to have your oil. You have to be able to wake up and have enough oil. And then the ones who didn't have enough begged those who had enough, and this is Matthew 25, to give them their oil. And, and they said, no, we don't have to do that. You know, you cannot really actually get anybody else's oil because it's got to be from within, from the Holy Spirit working inside of you. You can't really, you can share your testimony. You can share encouragement. You can share words. You can share stuff, but you cannot share your salvation your salvation is your salvation, and the, the power and anointing and authority of the Holy Spirit is what you have earned, gained, learned from as you walked with God. So the return of Jesus is our blessed hope, yeah. as Paul wrote about. And um, he said in, in Acts chapter 1, Now when he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. Now this is the ascension of Jesus after mm-hmm. the cross and the resurrection. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, apparently angels, right? Who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, Hallelujah. who was taken up from you into heaven, will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. And from that point on, they thought he could come back at any time, any minute. We're in the last days. Paul often referred to that. Um, And yet, at the same time, he gave us the the long version of what was going to happen. And so when they go, going back to um, 1 Thessalonians, we are in a place right now where Satan could terrify us with what's going to happen. If you read the book of Revelations, we're basically in chapter um, 6, I believe, the four horsemen are riding. And we're going into the, uh, the, that's the one, two, three, four First, um, the seals. Now, notice in that um, the chapter right before they say, who's going to open this, this scroll? Who's going to break the seals? And there are seven seals on this in this scroll. Seven. Seven. And the first four are already taken up in, in the, first, the four horsemen of the, of the apocalypse. The fifth seal is the blood of the martyrs. And the sixth seal begins with the earthquakes. So the, the, actually, the sixth and seventh seal have with them uh, bowls and trumpets. They have other, they have element. They, it's like an outline. They have more parts to right. them than the first couple of seals do. And Jesus Christ has opened the scroll. 
He has opened it. it is, it's rolling. The, the plan is rolling. The film is rolling. We're sh- the, the final words and, and truth is coming forth. But going back for a minute to First Thessalonians, where he talks about the rapture, he says, and so and thus, he says, well, we, we caught up uh, to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall ever be with the Lord or always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Now, comfort is the thing we need because we cannot operate these days, you people who are being tormented and were being challenged to be afraid of COVID and masks and this and that and, and socially, politically correct and all of this everybody's lives matter kind of thing. Nobody's lives matter, really. To Satan, nobody's life matters. Nobody. He is only trying to divide us. But listen to this. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. And then in, we go into chapter 5. Now, in chapter 5, verse 1, we start a very interesting uh, part of this, of this, this uh, transfer, transferring of understanding. But understanding, but concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. Now, times and seasons, always when you're reading the Bible, pay attention to the words, the commas. Whatever is going on, because there's something to be said. Nothing is just there frivolously. The times and the seasons. What's he talking about? You, by concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. Remember the five wise and foolish virgins. For then they say, when, when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that that day, capital D, should come upon you as a thief. In other words, he's saying, you guys know this. You know when it's going to happen. You are not to be ignorant. Um, you're not to be in darkness, so that the day should overtake you. We're not to sleep as others do, but let us be watch, watch and be sober. What are we doing these days? We're just trying to survive. We're just trying to figure out how to sidestep this or that or, or get upset. We, we're pulled into these, these fights that don't matter. I mean, yes, we have to take a political stand. Yes, we have to stand for righteousness. Don't think that. I'm not saying we should just avoid all that. But I am saying that our true nature and, and assignment down here is to get people to understand the, the stakes of what's in there. The stakes are life and death, heaven and hell. He said, but therefore, let us not sleep as others do. Verse 6, but let us watch and be sober. Um, for those who sleep, sleep in the night. But you are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and as a helmet the hope of salvation. Verse 9, for God did not appoint us to wrath, but to, obtain self, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ who died for us. So God has not appointed us. He's not saying, okay, all my kids, I'm going to throw you in the fire pit with the rest of them. No, he's not saying that. He's saying, yes, some of you are going to be obviously martyred and many have through the generations there's been nothing but bloodshed of christians in the name of and for the love of jesus christ from the very beginning satan has tried to kill them kill them kill them but their blood only uh watered the 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 seeds of of salvation and the gospel but he says he doesn't want us to not know what time it is he doesn't want us to not know what season it is so a time refers to a year years so he says you can know the year and you can know the season, which is basically a time of the year. There are four seasons, basically. And so we, we can know the season and we can know the year. That's helpful. But what year is it going to be and where do we start that count? And how do we know, uh, when we're, how are we going to know that we're going to know that, that we're in the right year? Because people have predicted this since the beginning, that, oh, he's going to come in this year, that year. And then they become foolish looking and then everybody's, ah, there's nothing to all this. So then the scoffers come in and, and just rake us over the coals. 
But in Second Thessalonians, we are continuing this discussion. He was writing to these Thessalonians who were concerned about where people went when they died. And now they're concerned about the second thing is, did they miss the rapture? In chapter 2, he says, now, brethren, verse 1, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. What's he talking about? The coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him. We ask you, remember, there at, at the Mount of Olives, saw the ascension. Now they're looking. Now they're wondering, did we miss it? How come it's taken so long? Where is Jesus? Okay. He says, I don't want Jesus. And concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled, either by the spirit or by word or by letter, as if from us, as though the day of Christ had come. In other words, they thought, did we miss it? And he says, verse 3, let no one deceive you by any means. Oh, boy, I tell you, the devil's got every means possible. He is writing scripts and narratives and speeches and, and laws and rules and bribery and blackmail and, un, and distractions. I mean, his, his, uh, phew, his writers are just crazy with what the narrative they're, they're bringing us. Let no one deceive you by any means. For that day, capital D, will not come unless the falling away come first and the man of sin be revealed. Two things. The man of sin, who's called the son of perdition, then he goes on in verse 4 to describe this man who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. So there's going to be some sort of a temple place. Maybe it's that temple, the second, the third temple that they're building or wanting to build, where he's going to sit down and he's going to, he's going to declare to be God. And Jesus said, and Daniel said, when you see the abomination of desolation, when you see that, that uh, desolating sacrifice being done in that place, then flee. He said, then no, the time is on you. He says, do you not remember when I was with you? Verse 5, I told you these things. Now verse 6. Now this is very important. Listen to the next three verses. Pay attention. Now, and now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time. So he's, what's we talking about? You know what's restraining, so that he, who, who were we talking about? We were talking about the Antichrist, so that he, a small age, he will be revealed. He's going to be revealed in his own time, in the proper time, in the time that God has allotted or, or de- declared. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Yeah, we've seen that for all the generations. Only he, now we have a capital H who now restrains, will do so until he, capital H, is taken out of the way. So we have a restrainer there who seems to be a person, but he's a personal pronoun, he, and we believe it is the Holy Spirit of the, God, of the, the, Spirit of the Godhead, you know. And it says, until he is taken out of the way, and then the lawless one will be revealed. Now this is, this is beautiful, beautiful, precious words. If, if I understand this right, if I have a right interpretation, I have a new King James Verse 8, and then, only then, after the restrainer is taken away, then the lawless one will be revealed. He will be made known, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan, with all power, signs, and lying wonders, with all unrighteous deception, among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. For this reason, God will send them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie. You wonder why people can't get it. They're so blocked. They're so dead. They're so uh, out to lunch. They they, they have no comprehension. They're they're missing everything, the the true nature of this whole urgent situation. is because they have refused, refused, refused. From Romans 1 on, they have refused the love of the truth. Little by little, gradually, consciences are hardened. Uh, People are... uh, deleted people their their the revelation of god has been deleted and they are sucked into and embracing and gorging themselves on the lies yeah satan has you know blinded their minds 
you know. Yeah. If the Paul said, if our gospel is hidden, it's hidden to those who are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of those that don't believe, lest the light, lest the light of the gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So there's, um, the, right. the, Satan has bound and blinded. Uh-huh. He's binded and blinded. And God's permitted it because God <laughs> had to permit it because we have a, we have a free will. And if we have been deceived and seduced and tricked by the enemy and we don't receive or heed the counsel, the, the uh, uh, admonition or the warning of the Holy Spirit, we are sucked into this vortex of deception. And so we have... Um, so here's what's going on. So we have a whole mess of people who are absolutely being deceived. They don't understand what's going on. They think, they believe. The deception is that they believe it's, it's, it's the truth. They believe what they're believing is the truth. And that's the deception. It says deceivers and imposters will go worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Those who tell the lies are going to be believing the lies themselves. And so they're going to be swept away by the lies. But now... If we go quickly to the book of Revelation, I know we want some hope for our kids. We want some hope for ourselves. We want some, uh, you know, you read these books yourself and, and you will have your own God will secure it. See, you can't feed off of my revelation. You can listen to it. You can go check it out. You can read it for yourself. And then you can see what the Holy Spirit says to you. But this is what the Spirit has shown me. That, okay, chapter 6, Revelation, seal 1. The white horse, that's deception, I believe, in the church. Seal number two, violence in the earth. We got that. Seal number three, uh, the black horse with the poverty and the, and the famines and the death and destruction and the, and the financial ruins and collapses, which are basically coming upon us. Uh, four is the, um, the, uh, the pale horse who comes with death in Hades. Uh, he's got he, to kill with the sword, hunger, death, and the beasts of the earth. So that's happening. That is... That one is being being uh, revealed. Seal 5, of course, the martyrs, and we know that's been going on for a long time. Seal 6, we see this earthquake, uh, big earthquake, sun blackened, uh, sackcloth and ashes. And then we see that verse we were talking about earlier where the kings of the earth, verse 15, and the great men and the rich men and the commanders and the mighty men and every slave and every free man hid themselves in the caves of the rocks and in the mountains and said to the mountains and the rocks, fall on us. And hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb, for the great day of his wrath has come, and who's able to stand it? They knew they weren't going to be able to stand against it. They were just hoping against hope that their little exit plan uh, would, would work, and it's not going to work. But then we, we skip that. We, we stop, pause right there, pause, and go into chapter 7, where we're now turning to the Jewish nations, and God is beginning to seal the 144,000, which seems like, okay, why is he doing that? Because those guys have an anointing, they have a power, they have a protection, and they have a job to do. And who are they going to do it to it for? Their own people, the Jews. So we don't know if at this point where the rocks are falling on everybody, the Gentiles have exit. I kind of believe that there's going to be a, a situation where uh, the people are going to, the, the wicked are going to freak out and call upon, fall and cry, cry to the rocks, wiggle themselves into the rocks, whatever. Then we have the seventh seal. In chapter 8, now this is the seventh seal. And you know what? Um, We can either, let's uh, continue this next time. Um, But we want to talk to you, uh, continuing on about the seventh seal. So let's pray. And that this is a lot to absorb. We pray that God, you'd help us to absorb it. Yeah, well, you know, there's two parts here. There's There's the coming of the Lord for his people. And then there's the coming of the Lord with his people. And in between that time, you know, whatever the gap is there. 
there's going to be a lot of the judgments that mind you and fun and exciting and unbelievable stuff so father we thank you for it's not really fun but it's amazing and it's going to be awesome when we see the judgments of the lord god back in the earth again and the righteous will will rejoice lord god and the nations every knee will bow every tongue will confess to the lord god and lord god that we won't be afraid of one another we won't be afraid of man we won't be afraid of the intimidations the blackmail uh the bribery of the evil one because we're not bought and paid for by satan we've been bought and paid for by jesus christ so i pray father god that you'd cause your spirit to pull up and under give understanding to these people and what's going on all of us that we will be ready that will be like the five wise virgins we have oil in our lamp and we'll be ready for the coming of the lord and we'll be occupying until you come thank you jesus let us not be afraid fear not jesus says i will never leave you or forsake you so think about this one more thing when the holy spirit is taken out of the way where is the holy spirit where does he live in us so he said i will never leave you or forsake you so when when he's taken away we have to go with him we have to be snatched away from the violence that's to come be ready for his appearing be ready for his coming be ready for the rapture and you won't be ready if you're not dedicated and converted to the truth of the bible and the word of jesus christ amen amen I have an emergency. What is your location? 